Every experience that you have is astonishing. It is extraordinary. Maybe if you could see it, maybe that would bring a little peace. And if you can't see it, then I'm happy to hold the light and I'm happy to hold the space with you while you discover it because I see it. Welcome to another episode of Why Not Meditate podcast. I'm your host, Masako Kozawa, a teacher and a student of mindfulness meditation. I am so happy that you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're well. We have another amazing episode today. Can I just tell you that I am so thankful that I started this podcast because I get to have these deep, meaningful conversations with so many amazing people all over the world. And I get to share them with you. Today, I am sharing one of those delicious conversations I had with my beautiful friend, Kimberly Jane, KJ Nastro. KJ is a licensed trauma focused psychotherapist, artist, and speaker. Her podcast, called Stories of Astonishing Light, is all about the intersection of creativity and mental wellness. She is a psychological first aid responder with the Red Cross, and she speaks to international audiences about practicing self compassion and creativity as a form of activism. And as of late, she has been facilitating creativity retreats in the beautiful island of Bali. And speaking of her retreat, she has a very generous offer exclusively for you, the listeners of this podcast. So listen till the end. You know, the longer I do this podcast, the more I am convinced that the people I am supposed to connect with and the messages I am ready to receive and share are appearing in front of me one by one in a divinely orchestrated manner. And this conversation with KJ is another confirmation of that. It's one of the beautiful co-creations that I am so humbled to be a part of. And I'm so happy that you're here to receive the message. So without further ado, please welcome my kindred spirit, KJ Nasrall. Hi, KJ. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you? Oh, hi, Masako. I'm so well. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm so excited to have you on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I've been a big fan of your, you and your work. I mean, I was <laughs> talking about this before I hit the record button, but everything you do is a work of art. Your podcast, I love the title of your podcast, The, the Stories of Astonishing Light. Yeah. I mean, I was reading the, the quote that you posted on one of the episodes. That says, I wish I could see you when you are lonely or in darkness, mm-hmm. the astonishing light of your own being. And that's the whole mission of your podcast, right? That's what you stand for. And your website is Bliss Begins Within. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> everything you create is a piece of art. And you yourself is an art. Mm. 
you embody who you are and what you do so well. And I want you to just share about who you are. Well, I am a little speechless for a moment, <laughs> which will be interesting seeing that this is a podcast about talking. And <laughs> but what a kind, kind introduction. Thank you so, so much. And oh, it is an honor to be here. And speaking, I mean, this is Mutual Admiration Club, essentially, because I was saying to you before we got started today, how I had admired you pretty much from the second that I laid eyes on you. <laughs> and we're now talking about that happening. That was late last summer, wasn't it? Yes, uh, that was August. That was in August. Yeah. And so I too have been a fan and have always just been drawn to you. And for the same, really, like the words that you use to describe me, that is absolutely like, I feel like you are the quintessential artist. Oh. And so I've just been drawn to you. So this is just such a delight to be here and chat with you about this. Yes. Um, it's interesting because I was, do you, have you heard of the 100 day project? It's do you post a uh, like piece of art, like 100 days in a row on Instagram? Essentially, you just post a snippet or a snapshot of what you're working on. Okay. And it's whatever you're creating and just where you are in that day. Mm -hmm. And the goal of it, of course, is just to help us remind that it's a process and it's not about what the outcome is, but what it is to piece something together and maybe grab little, little windows into what's happening mm -hmm. along the way. And somebody had posted that quote from Hafez, mm -hmm. and I was just so stunned by it. And I think they were just saying something like, this is a poem I admire, and here's a line from it. And I hadn't heard of it before. Mm -hmm. But when I saw the entire phrase and quote for what it is, I said exactly what you did right now, which was like, that is my mission. That is what mm -hmm. I'd like to do. In my work as a psychotherapist, but also in my work and in my presence in every day in helping us understand that we we have these moments right now. No matter if you're feeling elated and joyful and delighted and colorful, or if you're feeling like at the depths of despair, or mm. if you feel like there's no way you can get out of bed this morning, I want us to see that there is like this glorious, glorious, glorious thread between all, which is you, which is you connect all of this. And every experience that you have is astonishing. It is extraordinary. Maybe if you could see it, maybe that would bring a little peace. And if you can't see it, then I'm happy to hold the light and I'm happy to hold the space with you while you discover it because I see it. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially how that is my mantra, that is my creed and my guide and my mission. And so it became very clear that having conversations like this was one medium and one way that folks could really, really understand that they have something exquisite and healing and artistic and powerful within themselves. We just need to hold the space for it. That's beautiful. Every single word that you said mm. was like a nice massage to my wow. soul. Oh my gosh. 
you, my friend, have a lovely way with words because you have bestowed upon me so many just nourishing compliments, but I know they are from the the very being that you are. It's not just, I'd like to say something nice. No, 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 no. But you have this exquisite way of articulating. Um, so thank you. And wow, you're, you're so articulate. <laughs> thank you. I never thought myself that way. Isn't that no? the funny thing? Just like you were saying, like you never saw yourself as an artist. Mm. And it took mm-hmm. you a lot of resistance mm. to overcome, to claim that you are an artist which you are. Thank you. And yes, it is something that is um that has been a challenge. I think that's what we'll probably talk a little bit more about today is how then do we uncover it? How do we change perspective or open up to maybe accepting and understanding and receiving this information about ourselves, which was always there. It was already there. But oftentimes I think we forget Oftentimes our internal medicine, I, I, I call it our medicine, our medicine is often buried and under layers of expectations and conditions yeah. and outside assignments. Yeah. And so it's up to us and the work that we do, you and I, we do very similar work in that we're helping folks uncover it and remember it and yeah. then embrace it. So... Yes, I can say thank you wholly. <laughs> and it is something that I do work on the receiving, right? And the acceptance. Yes. Were you always creative in certain ways when you were little? Yes. But that's such a lovely question because that I think is really the key to it, right? We don't know it in the it, while we're doing it, mm. that it's a that it's a creative process that we're working through. I just think it's the most natural thing in the world to crawl up onto this bench. I'm barely three years old. I'm crawling up onto this piano bench and like picking away at the piano. Mm. I can say now as an adult and looking back, yes, I was creative. But as that three-year-old clamoring up the piano bench, it was sheer curiosity. Mm. Yeah. So creative, yes. But a synonym for that for me was just because it was curiosity. I was always curious. And so I always made space for possibilities, options to create or try something on. Yeah. You compose beautiful music and Mm. you create beautiful podcasts and you facilitate beautiful retreats. And (laughs) I mean, all of those things, where do they come from? Were they always there like is are those the things that you always wanted to do i mean you were in by training in psychotherapy Mm -hmm. what's the connection between being a therapist and also being the creative that you are how do they sync how do they connect i love this question on a very a short answer will be that there is a love and a fascination that i've always had with conversation and mm-hmm. talking. I was the kid that was always in trouble at school for talking. I just, I, <laughs> my teachers liked me. They liked me because I was a fairly good student as well, but they really, they were so frustrated by me because I couldn't stop talking to my neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, 
even after recess, like recess, right? You're supposed to get it all out on the playground and then come in for class. I would still be talking and (laughs) I was always in trouble. So on a simple terms, there was always a need for me to connect. And my medium was with words Mm -hmm. uh, and conversation. And so for me, it almost seems like the most natural thing in the world to have a podcast, mm-hmm. right? To have conversations and interviews. Yeah. And that, but the interview part comes from my innate curiosity again. And then as a therapist, I was mm-hmm. very, very interested to see how these um, seemingly unconnected emotions or behaviors would produce or create a whole new thing. So, mm-hmm. It, it was a combination of of these innate uh, skills of curiosity, talking, and then wanting to know more about people. I just, I just love people so much too. Mm. Yeah. So even like you and I having this conversation, we have now created a new container, a new essence, a new piece of yeah. art of what this conversation is, or what this podcast episode ultimately will be. Yeah. And so. I think the trick of it all is, or the key to it is, like we mentioned before, is to not think too much about it. (laughs) Meaning all of your own gifts and talents and abilities, you've probably already been displaying them your whole life, or at least remnants of them. Of course, with skill and training, you can develop, Mm -hmm. right? And if you go to classes and, and you learn, but the base of it is all there. And again, for me, it was just this pull always to connect, to connect, connect. And what better way to do that than to talk? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't a very short answer, actually, but I love that question. Thank you. My pleasure. I love talking about anything like healing or art or creativity. All of those are my favorite topics. Just a deep, meaningful conversation is what I strive for, what I live for. I don't yeah. really do small talks. <laughs> no. So no. like having a conversation, having a space like this podcast is actually perfect for me, perfect for us. It really is. And it's a vehicle for healing. It's a vehicle yeah. for connecting. Yes. And so, you know, therapy is just another word for heal. And so this is a form of therapy in a way, right? It is. Um, It's also a form of creation, creativity. Because like you said, we are creating a new thing right here, right now. Yes. (laughs) We're co-creating. We're co-creating. And what is occurring right now in this moment is entirely different than what just occurred a moment ago. Like every Mm. moment is so unique in this creation process. We are creating constantly. And again, maybe the key of it is, is to not actually think about it. Yeah, we might slow down the process or we might take ourselves out of alignment or or mindfulness Mm -hmm. when we think about the fact that we are creating something. Mm. Right? So my very first episode of my podcast which this is blowing my mind. I've been doing now for two years. And my very first episode was speaking exactly about that was Mm. (laughs) I used to be so, so aware of people watching me Mm. that I wouldn't ever play piano or sing, which were, are my two mediums. I would never let them actually look at me like Mm. 
They could be in the room with me, but I would ask them to turn around or pretend like they weren't watching me when I would Mm. play piano or sing. I had all of these rules. In fact, I would even be like, you know, if you want to be in the other room, I'm good with that too. You don't have to be in the same room with me. And so I would actually not perform like on cue or on invitation unless it was like a recital situation. Mm -hmm. So someone would say, oh, would you play something for me? I would say no, Mm -hmm. because I was very aware of them. I thought that they were watching me and then, of course, judging. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean. Like the moment that we are aware that something's occurring that actually might take us out of the moment that might actually change the way that we perform or not even perform, produce or create. I might mess up or I might jumble a a passage on the piano or my voice might crack or something because I'm aware now that someone's listening or that someone's watching. But if I'm if I'm acting and then I'm just doing it and I'm not concerned about anything external, wow. That I feel like is like true flow mm-hmm. and that's true co-collaborating and co-designing with, with um, I call her the muse, but whatever mm. that's, whatever that source is yeah. that um, facilitates and, and uh, nourishes these creative impulses. I love the word muse and Me that's too. your Instagram um, handle too, musings yeah. on other. Can yeah. you tell me where that comes from? <laughs> yeah. You ask the best questions, my friend. (laughs) So musings, that's very clear. Like you had said, that's an homage to that creative process. Mm. Whatever, Whatever it is inspires thinking and creating gratitude. For me, the muse is whatever inspires and and creates awe. It's also just a synonym for for thinking and thoughts. Mm. And so... The musings on other originally came from a blog I used to do about 10, 12 years ago. And it was called Musings on Other. But what it was referencing was that I, while growing up and still today, have always been categorized um, as other for various reasons. If you were to take, say, a survey on what your cultural and racial background is, for instance, like you could check a particular box, I belong to this category, this category, this category, or other. Mm. And so my blog about 10, 12 years ago was literally about what that means. What does other mean? And why does other and othering feel like it's actually um, a judgment and a shaming? Because I could never, I didn't belong to any category for a number of reasons. I'm biracial, I'm Filipina, I'm Puerto Rican. So there wasn't ever a Filipina Puerto Rican box to check. Right. <laughs> right. right. So, you, so you'd have to choose other. Yeah. Um, I'm also a child of adoption. I didn't meet many other adoptees while mm. growing up. I now know that there's an entire there's there's an entire movement and, and community around it about around being an adoptee. And on top of that, I was um, adopted by a couple who were not of my race. They were Swiss and German. And so there was always this sense of being apart. And that's what other felt like to me. So I was trying to put together just my thoughts an experience around being other. So musings mm-hmm. on other was where that originated from and what the blog was about 
how it is that you can reconcile and actually embrace all of these differences. What actually makes us different actually makes us incredibly unique and extraordinary and actually, and not right. And not be ashamed of it, but in fact, step into it and embrace it. So there's a lot of layers there uh, that we could probably, (laughs) that we could probably explore more, but as to your question, it literally was me trying to figure out my place in mm. the world. That makes more sense now. I was always wondering about that name, your Instagram handle name. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Thanks for asking. I mean, last year you were saying it was magical or miraculous. A lot of new things happened for you. You created yeah. a lot of new things. And met new people and all of those things that you did not have in your life previous to last year, right? Yeah. Can you like walk us through the journey of last year, 2022? Okay. (laughs) I can can certainly try. Um, We've touched on it already a couple points. And so let me see if I can use those as sort of a ground. Um, you and I met because we attended a retreat mm-hmm. as facilitated by a coach and leader, Kathy, Kathy Heller. Yes. And we had said that we were drawn to the people we were meeting as a part of this community. And we also found ourselves courageous and curious again Mm -hmm. to try something and then we both have said like things that we didn't expect actually ended up coming from 2022 yeah and so I feel like that it was the theme of my trajectory but at the same time I feel like it was always known like this of course makes sense that this Mm -hmm. happened Mm -hmm. so for instance I was still working at least part-time. I was working about 30 hours for corporate mental health. And I had my private practice on the side for psychotherapy and expressive arts. And I just knew that I wanted to spend more time on the latter, on doing the expressive arts work, doing the healing work through the psychotherapy practice. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, how can I do that? And I was able to connect up with Kathy Heller and do sort of a, a one on some one on one work with her. It wasn't cheap to work <laughs> with her one on one. So I had to figure out how to come together with the money. So why don't we even just start there? And I just said, how can I get this money together so that I can do this thing that mm-hmm. I really know I need to do? I need to speak with someone who's a mentor to me. So I said, why don't I do like a day-long VIP retreat? Um, and I'd only really heard about VIP retreats because I'm trying to get on a VIP retreat with Kathy, mm-hmm. for instance. So it's just like, I could do what she's doing. And so I did. I offered it to my clients that I currently was seeing. And that's what birthed me doing creativity retreats um, mm. for day-long sessions with clients that I already saw. And it was basically like, what I invited them to do, I said, I know we've been working together for some time and we see each other for an hour every week. What do you think about sitting down for a day mm-hmm. and then concentrating and like smashing out one thing that you've always wanted to do? Mm-hmm. So the things that might've taken four, four to eight weeks, we got done in one day. What and happens so- at the uh, creativity retreat? We do a little bit of what we're doing, which is we do some what I call um, compassionate questioning. 
And we just kind of remember through experiential activities and some inquiries and assessments that I do, what it is that you really want to do mm-hmm. or what it is that you've always been fascinated and drawn to. So why don't we use this eight hours together or seven hours together to explore what that would be like in a safe container? So if someone says, I've always wanted to paint, then we paint, we paint together (laughs) and we lift out of that. Well, how is it? You Mm -hmm. are doing it right now. And so what I do is I create a, I create a space for people to explore and then Mm -hmm. remember, Mm -hmm. remember what they have already known how to do. That has been the case with every single person I've worked with. They already knew this information was with, within them. They just mm-hmm. needed to have that safety and permission to yeah. uncover it and remember it. So I had several successful VIP days and I was able to get my VIP day with Kathy. So that was the start of my VIP days and my creativity days. Fast forward to like nine months later, not even nine months, six months later, and I decided just to translate my VIP creativity days Mm -hmm. into a four or five day retreat experience, Mm -hmm. but I just moved it over to um, Bali. (laughs) I mean, I've seen the imagery of your Bali retreat and it's beautiful and the place itself is magical. I feel like it's a very spiritual place. Absolutely. Honestly, it's the place and it's the act of deciding that you deserve and can put yourself in that environment intentionally. That is the transformation right there. It's Mm. just a bonus that I'll also talk with you a little bit about, you know, what you love to do. And, oh, here's some paints, right? <laughs> or <laughs> or let's do some movements together to see how that feels in our body. Mm-hmm. And let's create a movement routine to completely honor that. Or let's meditate together, breathe together to uncover mm-hmm. and clear out some of that noise or some of those doubts or some of those barriers that we'd built up. Mm-hmm. Um we just happen to be doing it in this lush, really spectacularly magical island. Yeah. Uh, but you're absolutely right because it is charged. There's incredible spirituality there and the culture there and the fact that there's this harmonious existence. So mm-hmm. it's largely a Hindu island, but coexisting on sometimes the same property are um, Christian churches or Muslim mosques, mm-hmm. Hindu temples, synagogues, it is actually the physical representation of coexistence on that island. So what a nice place to perhaps retreat as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that came so easily. And so that's the other thing. That's the thing. That's the thing, KJ. It just came so easy. There. (laughs) Already there. I was already running these these VIP creativity days. Yeah. Let's combine the two. My family's from there. My family, my husband's family is from Indonesia and he's in the hospitality industry. And so he was trained and he kind of grew up in the Bali culture. And so it was actually slightly easier to create a, a Bali creativity retreat than it has been to have a California retreat. Just because everything was already in place and it, it was like waiting for me. And yeah. so 
in some of the trajectory of this year and this miraculous year, for me, it was an uncovering and a remembering too, that I had all of these resources already. I just needed to give myself permission to access it. And then we've talked about this, receive it, accept it. This is here for me. This is here for us. That's beautiful. I feel like just by hearing what you said, since you were offering your clients the opportunity to uncover themselves Mm -hmm. and you saw the process being successful in their own life transformation, it probably Mm -hmm. gave you the confirmation that it applies to yourself too. Yeah, absolutely. And Um, you were able to have more faith maybe. Because sometimes it's harder to see the light in ourselves than seeing it in other people. A lot of the time, I would say the majority of the time, there is something inherently biased, uh, weighted, where our eyes and our brains look to confirmation outside instead of inward. Mm -hmm. I mean, even you and I, when we were conversing earlier today, you know, we were saying to each other what we saw and what we observed. And the other one was like, what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't see that. Or I don't, I don't, I don't call it that. Or hmm, yeah. really? <laughs> and then on the other hand, there is something about, there's a powerful transformation in, in being with people who are open and willing to mirror as well. There's an openness and there's, there's a curiosity around that as well. Not everybody mixes well. Not everybody has the right, they're not at the right space where they can hold and pause and then mirror each other. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that could probably be a whole other conversation about how how that comes to be, right? Yeah. Um, You are a reflection of myself and then I am a reflection of you, right? Essentially, what we see in others is what we see in us, we're seeing ourselves inside out. It's true. It's and true. you've seen that in your therapy sessions. Uh, change and transformation and redemption, forgiveness, processing, grieving, yeah. uh, breathing. I can see the capacity of humans. And that's what we offer to each other is that I can see this in you. Mm-hmm. Like that Hafez quote, I want to show you that you have this even in the darkness. Mm-hmm. You have this light. And even if you can't see it, I can. So yeah. let's continue to let's continue to talk about this or let's continue yeah. to to hold this with each other. Yeah. And sometimes we need that. <laughs> sometimes we find ourselves in the darkest pit that we kind of dug by ourselves and then put ourselves in. <laughs> That was so true. Seem to find our way out. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. You were speaking about this on your podcast. We have this agency. Mm. We have the agency to get ourselves into situations. Yes. And the agency to get out. Yeah. We have resources. We have inner and outer resources. I think the process that you and I are talking about is turning inward and understanding that that we've had it all along mm. yeah and you you left your corporate job sometime last year I did <laughs> I want you to share the story how that came about because mm. I it was also one of that like divinely orchestrated events <laughs> sounded like 
<laughs> it really was. It was in the process of remembering. It was during, it was a sound bath healing that you and I both experienced when we were um, at this retreat in August. Yes. Uh, it was a sound bath, sound healing. This gifted healer, she was using all, all you know, the crystal bowls, but she was also using a number of other instruments. I don't know the proper names of, uh, but there's this one where it kind of reminds me of like a, a tambourine, but a large one. I guess it's like a mm-hmm. drum. Mm-hmm. And it has the rice in it or it has. Yeah. And so when she shifts it, it sounds like the ocean. Yes. Yes. Someone I know will know the name of that instrument. <laughs> but she was this healer, this wonderful healer was moving around and waving that instrument. And she came over me and I could hear distinctly the waves. Mm. And essentially, I envisioned or I saw in my mind's eye myself floating on the ocean. And I didn't need to know much information. I just inherently knew, which told me this was either a ref- sort of a flashback to a perhaps previous life mm-hmm. or maybe something that was incur- occurring on a different realm. But mm-hmm. I knew instantly that it was of in the seas around the islands of my ancestors. Mm-hmm. My sense, if if I think further on it, I'm feeling it, it was it was like the Maori, the New Zealand region, and I was just floating. I was mm-hmm. floating, but as I continued to float, it was more and more apparent that I was not alone. And by that, that can, kind of sounds kind of scary. But <laughs> what I meant by that is that I could see the outlines of hands coming out to hold me and support my back as I floated. Mm. And I knew it was my tribe. I knew it was my my ancestors. And then they started to sort of chant. And again, this is during the sound bath healing. There's these sounds that were that were opening up something in me and the chants were something very simple, but so profound. And they were like, we are holding you so that you no longer have to, Mm. you can release and float. We are holding you because you no longer have to, Mm. you can release and we'll hold you. And in that moment, I knew that I did not need my corporate job any longer because it was not sustaining me in any way that I couldn't already do myself. But you were holding on to it. I was holding on to it. I was holding on to the job and I was holding on to everything that probably was associated with it. You know, it's a nice salary. There were benefits. I mean, all of these, these very logical and reasonable reasons to hold on to a job, yeah. but they were no longer serving me. In fact, if anything, they were holding me back because if I didn't have that job, then I could fully dedicate my time to running these retreats and hosting these retreats. Yeah. And so then in that second thought, like that's why I said, this was a very powerful session because after I decided to quit my job, I decided then and there that I was going to expand my California retreats and bring them to Bali. Mm. It just was, it was very, very simple. It was just like, well, then go to the healing islands of your ancestry, go to the <laughs> healing islands where you'll be held and you already know what to do. Yeah. I and you now have permission to to release. There's no reason for you to be held to hold on to this job anymore. Yeah. So 
I love that. And that is often the case. I mean, I hear stories like that from multiple people. Yeah. Like I just got this knowing inside of me that was always there, but I was not following because I was following my mind or outer voices. And I just did not believe in it, but it's always been there. This is what I like. This is what excites me. Yes. But the, yes. to take that, the first step, mm. I mean, how was that when you woke up from that sound bath healing session where you're like, <laughs> I, I just need to do this and this and this. I just need to call my employer. Yeah, and- <laughs> I'm going to call my boss right now and turn in my notice. Yeah, no, it was, it was so um, freeing. Yeah. So I woke up, I came out of that healing session and I literally felt like I could see clearly, see clear. I was so calm and I was so excited because I knew that I had essentially shed this burden, shed mm-hmm. this tether, cut the tether mm-hmm. it, that's been probably wrapped around my ankles and hands and body for most of my adult life. No, yeah. no, my whole life. <laughs> mm. These tethers, these reasonings, like you said, these outside voices, these conditions, those were the tethers that I no longer needed yeah. because I already knew what to do. I what I came from this lineage of knowing what to do. Um, mm-hmm. And if I didn't know or if I was uncertain, I had help. Mm. I had help. I wasn't alone. We do, right? We all do. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just mm-hmm. just you saying that this is not the first time you've heard a story like this, but in fact that you've heard a story like this many times, it's the remembering that we're resourceful and we are not alone and we can we can do this. Yeah. So yeah. So I think I returned to work the following week. This retreat took place over a long weekend, let's say. I returned to work the following week and I asked if I could speak with my boss. And I did. I let her know. And I was very generous Mm because I also knew that it takes a moment and there's processing. I was generous and I said, um, I I essentially gave like a two-month notice. But the process of telling her that this is what was going to happen and that I was leaving, that was the main point was that, that I initiated this new way. And then you created the beautiful retreat in Bali and... Yes, it was always inside of you and it made all the sense. But at the same time, it is unknown, uncertain. It's true. It's true. Like, I don't know that it's going to work out the way that it did, or I didn't have a particular agenda. I just was like, take my resources that I already have and know what to do and try it over here. And let's see. Let's see. But I will say, I wasn't afraid. Mm. I wasn't afraid. It wasn't like, how am I going to do it? It was more like, when was I going to do it? Mm. Um, So that was in August. We had that thing planned and executed, and it all took place beautifully in December. So from conception to implementation, it was a very short time outsider's perspective it sounds miraculous 
you know, like where where did she come up with all of those new things? <laughs> right. Right. But like you'd said, none of it really felt new. It actually felt like coming home. Mm. In like general. That. Yeah. In general, I would say to sum up my 2022, it was like a homecoming. You're coming home to yourself. Yeah. Well, welcome back, my friend. Thank you very much. <laughs> it feels good to be home. <laughs> and from there, you continue to create beautiful things from your home yeah. going forward. So yeah. tell us what's in store for you mm. and for all of us to mm. indulge ourselves with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many fun things. Uh, for one, or for four, I should say, basically there's going to be a new Bali retreat uh, just about every every several months. And so mm. I've got something um, in about a couple of weeks in February. And then I've got, uh, then we have a June, a June retreat. And then we have a September-ish. It's going to be late September on the dockets. Uh, but also what's happening is I'm <laughs> we haven't even touched about this. I am spending a little more time with my music and I'm putting together some compositions that I'm hoping to use in almost a creative cohort and workshop uh, setting along the lines. It's just one more vehicle along the lines that helps people uncover the, their creative trajectory and their creative interests. Mm -hmm. So sort of using my my music and my compositions as um, a model for mm -hmm. how one might access their own. Um, it doesn't necessarily need to be about music composition, but it could be about any project that you're looking to create, whether it's to write a book or perform a show or start a podcast. So yeah. I'm putting together something like that. I'm also, <laughs> I'm also returning to the podcast. I had taken a break mm -hmm. last fall was the conclusion of my third season. Mm -hmm. And I'll be very, very honest with you, my friend, I was contemplating not continuing mm -hmm. um, and just stepping away for a little while. Yeah, uh, because there was a lot of travel. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of speaking engagements that I've been invited to also give as well. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking, I don't know where the podcast fits. Yeah, but rest assured, between wonderful conversations like this with you and a few other outreaches and funny, wonderful turn of events, I have been basically directed and informed. I have much more to give for the podcast. So yes, you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love I, listening to your podcast. Oh, thank you. And I love listening to yours. And so, <laughs> but this was another source of inspiration to sort of remind me like, this is the good that we can do. Yeah. You had said something to me before we earnestly started recording. I mean, we've been having just this glorious conversation all day, but <laughs> you had said that you really had found your voice in this year in the way that it showed up in this podcasting journey of yours. Yes. And I have a very similar affinity for mine as well. It's just a wonderful medium and it's a it's a it's a healing tool. It's how we communicate and and inform more curiosity and inspire more curiosity, right? And that's like yeah. I said, it was my base anything was just being curious about it. So 
a new curiosity has awakened. I've had incredible conversations that I can't wait to share with people. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, the podcast is coming back as well. So I'm getting ready to launch season four. Awesome. We'll see where that goes. Yeah. I'm so happy that you're returning to podcasting. Thank you. Me too. I love it. Whenever I have conversations like this, I'm like, and I love this. Why would I not <laughs> do this? It doesn't make sense. So I think I think some of it, the loud noise and the outside noise and the outside expectations, they do still get. They still need to be addressed because yes. they keep coming back in different forms. Yeah. And so I'll admit that it came and sort of surrounded and poked at me a little bit um, mm. this fall. But you have now the discernment to see like where that's coming from it's not coming from your home home base no no if anything my home is built on my literally my voice it's on what words i use the tone that i use the fact that i speak with people as a medium for healing so it became very clear that it was integral it was essential that it was my voice. And so what better way to continue to amplify than a podcast <laughs> that I already yes. have and that I love doing. So, <laughs> I know it just was silly. It was a silly moment, but it was a moment. It was a moment that I, I did. I listened to and I was like, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to wrap it up. But no, I think, no, nah, I think there's, no. more to, there's more to come. <laughs> so, um, yeah. To close off the uh, this wonderful conversation, I would like to ask you to share a message that you want to leave behind to, I mean, anybody. Maybe some people are like looking for a source of inspiration. Maybe some people don't believe that they can create the life that they want to live in. Mm. But you have seen all of them within you and outside too. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us? I feel compelled to return to what opened up our conversation, which was let's talk a little bit about our missions and what is this astonishing light? What is your story? So my message would be to follow the thread of curiosity and wonder and just listen. Yeah, There doesn't have to be any decisions made. There doesn't even need to be any judgment around it or, or definition or meaning behind it yet. Just notice it. Just notice if your curiosity has been piqued or if there's a moment, maybe if you're walking outside, just stepping outside of your home and, and something grabs your attention for just a nanosecond, which invites in just a moment of wonder and curiosity there's something there. There's something there. So just acknowledge it and follow it. Listen to it. Be open to it. Thank you. Something moved through me. <laughs> you can see I'm crying. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, I received that. And I hope anybody who is listening is receiving it too. So I will include all of your links on the show notes, your website, podcast, Instagram, Facebook. Mm-hmm all of them and you are very generous about giving Mm. the my audience a discount on your beautiful Bali retreat is that still a deal (laughs) it is still a deal absolutely so what I had shared with you was that if anyone would 
be at least a little curious and interested in knowing more about the Bali retreat. I included a link there so that they can get on a Zoom chat with me and just ask some questions. And if they decide they would like to enroll and come and join us in Bali in exploration and wonder, I'm so very honored and happy if they just say, I listened to you on, on Masako's podcast, or I found you through Masako. If they mention your name, that we will ensure that they get $2,000 off the Bali retreat. And, and isn't that like one third off? Yeah. In a way, it's like a scholarship because we just want people who want to be there mm -hmm. to be there. So if that's a way to make it easier, then we are happy to do that. That's so generous. Mm. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. I hope people at least inquire or, or think about it. Yeah. It's that curiosity that opens up everything, right? So. Yes, most definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this beautiful conversation, KJ. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. This has been an absolute honor and pleasure. <laughs> we'll just keep in touch. And we will. We will. Co-create more. We will co-create. <laughs> and just so folks know, in case anyone's nudging, I've I've asked Masako to be on my my podcast as well. So we'll just continue. We'll just continue to float and be fluid and collaborate. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. Too. You're welcome. Thank you. I hope you received the message. Here are the takeaways. Number one, just like Hafiz of Shiraz said, even in the depth and the midst of your darkness or loneliness, you are the beings of astonishing light. Sometimes you might not be able to see it on your own, and that is why we have each other to see it on your behalf and reflect it back to you. Number two, start treating every single conversation you have as your new creation, as a piece of art, because it is a vehicle for connecting and healing and transformation. Number three, most likely you have already been displaying your innate gifts and talents and abilities your whole life. Keep embracing and embodying them. Number four, what is the one thing you've always wanted to do? Why don't you take a day or a week out of your life and actually do it? Who knows, that could create a brand new chapter of your life. Number five, a sound bath is a meditative experience where those in attendance are based in sound waves. These waves are produced by various sources, including healing instruments such as gongs, singing bowls, percussion, chimes, rattles, tuning forks, and even the human voice itself. Some of the benefits of a sound bath are relaxation, an increased sense of well-being, expanded awareness, and access to inner visionary experience. Number six. The very act of you deciding you deserve something initiates and halfway completes the transformation process. Decide today what you deserve and take the first step. The rest will follow. Number seven, you already know what you desire even when you don't have a clear idea or a vision. You just need to uncover it and remember it. 
you also have the resources you need in order to create what you want to create. You just need to accept them and receive them. Number eight, we all are creative in our own unique ways. Follow the thread of curiosity and wonder. Just listen, don't analyze them too much. You are being guided and held throughout. Trust the process and enjoy the journey. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Do you want to join the beautiful creativity retreat in Bali? If you are even just a little bit curious about it, absolutely get in touch with KJ. You can book a call with her and ask her any questions you might have. And don't forget to mention my name, Masako, so that if you choose to attend one of her Bali retreats, you will receive a generous scholarship. The one in February is sold out, but there is still some space for the ones in June and in September. I'll leave the link to book a call and also the link to the detailed information about the retreat. I will also leave all the links to her social media as well. Thank you so much for listening. If this conversation has touched you or inspired you in any way, please let me know. I would love to hear your feedback. And if you know someone who would benefit from listening to this episode, please share it. And I have not been on Instagram so much lately, but instead, I've been sharing more in our private Facebook group called Why Not Meditate. So come hang out with me and other meditators there. I'll leave a link on the show notes so that you can click and join. I look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and leave a review. Also, share the episode with a friend who might benefit from meditation. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, why not meditate?